0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Garage Talk. You're here with Conrad and Ted. Garage Talk is a podcast about anything under the sun, but mainly focusing on the state of youth sports today. High school to travel, direct programs, discussing philosophies, ideas, policies, procedures, and the organizations behind them. The good, bad, and just plain ugly. Posing questions and getting opinions from organization heads, commissioners, coaches, and more. So grab a cold beverage, folding chair, Relax, and let's garage talk.
1: How we doing today, Ted? Let's rock and roll. Let's rock and roll. I like ready. it. I'm We're Conrad. Ready. I'm Ted. Uh, I'm here sitting uh, on my right as usual is Ted. And uh, today we have a guest host, PD Parker. Uh, he's with the organization, uh, the Beast. They are a travel softball team, and we want to say thank you so much for yes. being on episode one, man. We're excited. We 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 can't even put into words how much we appreciate you yeah, coming on very much very much yeah. how you doing
2: good i appreciate you guys asking me to come out uh i guess the podcast can only go up from here i mean yeah <laughs> with, with uh but uh absolutely i mean i appreciate the offer and uh i think it's awesome what you guys are doing
1: fantastic no no way man Conrad. you had a introduction for him didn't you oh yeah yeah we got this uh old redneck hack of a <laughs> softball coach but you know opinions vary i'm sure right yeah uh actually that
2: comes from uh when we were younger coaching uh, mm-hmm. back in the fairmount fury days um We would beat teams, and and that was kind of where we got the nickname Rednecks and stuff like that. (laughs) Oh, okay. Uh, We would walk by uh, other coaches talking to their team, and, you know, they'd be talking about – we always were. We were known for our camo shorts and uh, one coach. I can't even remember what the team name is. uh, But uh, we were walking by, and they're like, look at – you know, they're – rednecks wearing camo shorts and you guys just got beat by that team so but we were called that we were called uh rec ball and you know uh for a little while there we were actually thinking about changing our name to them because we would walk by and uh people would say i can't believe you we you guys had no business losing to them so we're just going to put them on the front of our shirts and uh but uh it's i mean it's changed and and uh as it's went along, but, uh, now we kind of wear it as a badge of honor as far as the rednecks. And, um, I always kind of, that's what I referred to myself as, as a old redneck hack of a softball coach. So,
1: yeah, I mean, uh, I tell Ted all the time, I'm an amazing, amazing coaches pitch coach. I'm a, I'm an even better t-ball coach after that downhill, man. So, uh, you know, what to, you know? What got you into coaching? What what got you so interested that you know you got into this organization? Um,
2: coaching. I coached baseball for quite a while. Uh, had a love for the game. Um, actually, the reason I ended up getting into uh, softball coaching is I got two older daughters, and uh, my oldest daughter decided to play. Um, I had moved out of the area, moved back to Fairmount, mm-hmm. and she's kind of, uh, she's not as outgoing and everything, so she was really nervous and everything about it, and uh, the first year I coached softball, I coached with uh, Felix Alclaw, and it was a rec ball team, and literally I called up Felix, and I was like, hey, you don't have to let me do anything, you don't have to, <laughs> I just, if I can be on the field for a little bit till she gets comfortable, and then I'll go out. And, you know, uh, drink beer in the outfield or whatever. (laughs) Um, And, uh, as it went along, uh, his assistant coach ended up, uh, kind of bailing on him and stuff like that. So I kind of stepped up and ended up helping out a lot more. Um, just learning more over the years, uh, more than anything. I mean, uh, I did not plan on coaching girls. Actually, I didn't really have any interest in it. Um, then my youngest daughter, Chelsea, uh, that still plays um she was in t-ball they needed a coach um so we i did not want to coach t-ball <laughs> no. it's like herding chickens so, right? yeah, it's, yeah it's 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 herding cats and everything um but uh actually i mean she she ended up being uh, there's a lot of natural talent there and stuff like that she really got into it um the next year she played coach's pitch. Um, I didn't coach. I was still coaching Pony League Baseball. I was helping with uh, my older daughters, still with their uh, softball team in rec. And uh, she just had – I had a she had a year that I felt like she didn't gain a whole lot. Um, so that next year I got more involved, uh, stopped coaching Pony League, and uh, got into uh, 8U softball. That's the year actually – um, we started as, uh, as me and um, actually a couple other guys, Adam Green, Gary Turner. Um, we started what was called the Beast and Beauties, which was, we started, we did like four or five tournaments uh, going around, playing a little bit of travel ball. Uh, more than anything, we took like eight girls from the all-star team as seven-year-olds, and we started practicing with them over the winter. And then we went out and we played some uh, travel ball tournaments the uh, that next summer mm-hmm. four or five nothing major and then after that uh jeremy havens and uh, felix Alclawed started the fairmount fury they wanted us to stay, kind of fall in that and uh the uh, the next year uh actually me and dustin barnett um alan Bowen, uh who still coaches with me uh We kind of took on the Fairmount Fury name and, uh, we went out and, uh, really lit it on fire. Uh, we lost every game that year. (laughs) Uh, We, uh, we we were not, yeah, we were not very good. Um, I think we went 0-39, um, our last game that year, we lost 42 to one. I still have the scorebook. Oh, um, yeah. And, uh, literally had girls crying saying they couldn't do this anymore, um. And it's obviously came a long way from there. Uh, After a 12 year year, the girls started getting better. The team started getting better. Um, Really why we started the beast. uh, And I say we, and you'll hear me say we a lot. Mm -hmm. There's so many other people that were involved in getting this up off the ground. Um, But we were getting to that 14, you that 13 year old age. And everybody kept telling us, you know, hey, if. If your daughters want to go play in college and they want to go here and they want to go there and they want to do this, you, you guys are going to have to shut this down and, you know, you're going to have to go down to Indianapolis and you're going to have to go down there and, and play down there. Well, I mean, we didn't want to do that. So, uh, actually, uh, a lot of people think I'm the first coach of the beast. Uh, the first coach of the beast was Brad Smith. I helped him and then Dustin Barnett and Alan Bowling, the four of us, started. Uh, Brad had came over from uh, Howard County uh, Inferno. He brought a few girls with him. We took some of the girls from the Fairmount Fury, and that's when we started the Indiana Beast. Uh, That first year, we tried to put together four teams, and we got one. (laughs) So it wasn't a great success rate. And then, obviously, after that, it's continued to grow. The next year, we had two. Uh, We went to nine. I think 11, 12, I think we're at like 14, 15 teams this year. Is that, is
1: that B or C? B or C. Uh, class. Um,
2: we, we, were, uh, we, were B, we were B class uh, when we started. Um, our second year in 14U, we got bumped up to A class. Oh, at right. that point in time, we uh, I want to say we were ranked second in the nation in B class, um, first in the state. We'd had a really good run, and uh, but we weren't really weren't playing the uh, the competition that we should have been playing. Uh, we kind of stuck around here and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So bumping us up to A-class really helped as far as starting to play a lot better competition. We, start, uh, we had to seek out the competition. So now with our team, we really don't play around here a whole lot. Um, a lot of the other beast teams, the younger teams, they do, but for the most part we – are on the road most of the time.
0: So, how many years total do you have coaching? Whether it's baseball, softball.
2: I've been doing softball now. I think here, twelve years, and I'm probably now I want to date myself now. So <laughs> uh, nobody's got me. <laughs> <to date. laughs> uh, I've been coaching. I would say. It's got to be probably close to 30 years. It's awesome. Time. Uh, well, actually, it's not quite 30, so it's probably about 25, 20 Yep, yep. Doing a little while. Still yep.
0: learning. Well, yeah, we do. I think we learn more the older we get. Absolutely. <laughs> At least I have. I,
1: yeah, yeah, definitely learn a lot more. What skills, uh, traits, and intangibles do you look for w- when you're filling a position on your team uh, or a- a- any spot on any any teams in your organization?
2: Um, also, I'll answer that a couple different ways. As <clears throat> far as uh, girls on our team, we don't have a whole lot of uh, changeover from year to year. Uh, we've been lucky enough that uh, we got – a great group of girls. Uh, I've had some girls that have been with us for 10 years. Um, and then a lot of other girls have been with us like four or five, six years. Um, the main thing is you're looking for uh, attitude and effort are the biggest things. Um, obviously talent. I mean, at, at the level that we're playing at, mm-hmm. but at the main thing is, is you want to see and you want to have girls that actually they fit. Um, yeah, you're looking for good kids. I mean, really, mm-hmm. uh, one of the things that I pride myself on is, is every one of our girls are like 3.0 or higher, wow. um, which is, you know, it's, it's a huge factor because mm-hmm. not everybody's going to go play in college. Um, you know, the, it's it's not football, it's not basketball, it's not, you know, uh, you, there's no full-ride scholarships that you're sitting out there and getting. So with softball, regardless of what division that you're playing at, you've got to get some academic money in there to help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, you're looking for, like I said, attitude and effort. Um, you want a coachable kid. And, honestly, you want a great group of parents. Uh, And we've been blessed with, I mean, some awesome, awesome parents. Uh, When you're doing a travel team, um, you have, you're going to be with these people for a year, you know. And, I mean, it's every weekend. You're in hotels or you're hanging out together, you know. So, I mean, you don't want people that you Mm -hmm. don't enjoy being around. Yeah, and uh, that's one of the things that we and uh, we really set up a great, in my opinion, a a great team chemistry and really a uh, family atmosphere. So when we bring girls in and we bring families in, it's like they just kind of fall in line. Mm -hmm. I guess is the easiest way to say. On the other aspect, um, when we're looking for like you talked about and uh, in the organization you're still looking for the same type of things. Um, Like when we're bringing in coaches for younger teams and stuff like that, you want somebody that has, you know, obviously the knowledge of the game. Mm -hmm. Um, You want somebody that's going to be good with the kids. Um, You don't necessarily, you know, want that coach that's just yelling and screaming. And, I mean, you want them to be a coach. And not everybody – My coaching style is not going to be the same as yours or yours, but you want people that care about the kids, and you want to see the kids get better. And um, along those lines, I mean, I feel like we've been doing it long enough, and I tell all of our coaches, at the beginning of the year, we got a coaches meeting, and I'm sure they get tired of listening to me talk, 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 talk. You know, the ones that have been around, it's like, oh, listen to him say the same shit that he said last year you know <laughs> yeah so yeah. um but at the same point in time um we give them the freedom to run their own team but yet we also uh we give them kind of a roadmap and uh we really give the coaches their own roadmap and this is the way we've kind of done it we've had success i mean you guys can vary it and create your own but um the ones that have success in our organization i feel like pretty much stick closer to the the main focus mm-hmm. of what we're trying to do so you lay out expectations expectations um and you know just there's a lot of things i mean there's there is no handbook you know there's no travel coaching for you know dummies right, or whatever right. that, to hand to anybody but at the same point in time, um, one of the reasons that, because I get a lot of people like, well, why didn't you guys go, you know, join this organization or go to that organization or something like that? We didn't do it because we wanted to do our own thing. Mm-hmm. We, we wanted to have that freedom. And a lot of times when you go to a bigger organization, you don't have that freedom. And we want our coaches to have that freedom to coach your team and do how they want We don't tell them, you know, hey, you got to play in this tournament. You got to go here. You got to do this. I never go to a coach and go, hey, you got to take this kid or you got to take that kid or hey, you know, little Janie's Susie's sister. So you got to take her because, you know, I need Susie. So you got to take Janie. Mm -hmm. We don't do that. And that's the reason that we didn't, you know, kind of go that way when we were younger. So I want our coaches to have the same freedom to do it how they want to do it and uh sometimes that's good and sometimes that's bad but we also got trial and error that we've had for the last 10 years right and it's like hey this doesn't work because of this mm-hmm. and this doesn't work because of that um and honestly it's a lot of um what people would consider dumb stuff you know uh I encourage the coaches at the beginning of the year get the girls together get the uh, parents together have a you know uh we call it welcome to the beast party and come in you know get them together get them off the field let the girls hang out let them swim let them play kickball let them get off the softball field and get that bonding but even more importantly get the parents together and let them hang out and learn you know each other and it's a big aspect, in my opinion, to do that because when you have that, when you have parents that are friends and everybody feels like they know each other, it becomes, and they know each other's kids, it becomes a aspect of where I'm rooting for this kid because I care about this kid. Yeah. I'm rooting for, you know, this parent's rooting for that parent, you know, and... and and everything, instead of getting the thing of, you know, you know well, my kids should be playing shortstop, not her, right. and blah, blah. The jealousy. Right, and the jealousy and stuff like that. And when you can create that bond at the beginning of the year, it sets it up for the whole year as it goes along. right And uh, so it's little stuff like that. Um, we encourage a lot of that stuff as far as just getting together off the field, hanging out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's invaluable, in my opinion, uh, getting that set up and established um and it goes a long way and it's you know you get a lot of coaches like well you know that's practice time that we could be doing and stuff like Mm -hmm. that but i mean when you have that it it, when you have it later in the year you know and your second baseman's made three years you don't have eight parents yelling and screaming and and everything else because they care about that kid you know and uh everything so there's a lot of little stuff like that that's uh like I said, I really think it's invaluable and it, it helps establish the team and the family atmosphere. You hear us and, and you'll hear a lot of people that's in the BEAST organization. We talk about the BEAST family. A lot of people say that. I really, truly believe that that's what we are. Um, me, in my position, I, I want to know the girls. I want to know my coaches. I want to be open. I want parents to see me around. I mm-hmm. want. I don't want to be this... Figure that's you know sitting over in Fairmount and you know well yeah I've heard of him never seen the guy right. you know so uh, and the cool thing is, is is when you come to tryouts you're going to see 18U coaches out there helping with a 10U trial you're going to see 12U helping with 16U mm-hmm. and because we have that bond and we have that great family atmosphere where everybody's helping out um, you know uh, Chad Dixon that coaches for us he. Uh, we got in a little bit of trouble for that, but he brought over RV and, you know, he's out there grilling hamburgers and hot dogs for everybody and stuff like that. And Listen, we're a little bit redneck, so we, we we pull up with the RV and, you know, we pull out the grill and we start cooking, but that's kind of the way we roll. I mean. Well, that's, to me, that's,
0: they've got a good foundation and they've just built on it. Yeah. So that's, yeah,
1: that's very impressive in my eyes does does attitude and effort and sportsmanship does that trump talent it does it really does um i mean have you ever had somebody that that was so talented and they know they're talented and and you just had to say i'm i'm sorry you know there's there's been situations mm-hmm. um the one
2: thing that i've always done as a coach going through Uh, The years of coaching and stuff is I never take anybody's anybody else's word on a kid or a set of parents. Um, I really feel like if you got a team culture and you got it established, um, if that kid comes in with an attitude, maybe talented, they're going to fall in line or they're going to be an outcast. They're gonna they're gonna separate themselves, mm-hmm. and if you have that, like I said, that team culture that's built in, and you got nine girls that you're bringing back, and you're bringing three new ones. If one of them's got, you know, uh, a little bit of cocky, they're gonna get knocked down. Yeah. Uh, especially as the the girls get older. I don't have to deal with that as much at our age because my girls take care of. Them. You know, like, Hey, listen, your shit stinks like the rest of us, (laughs) you know? So it's, it's, um, but I mean, there is a situation, there are situations where you have that, that, uh, and I think every kid's a little bit different. I think you got to get to the, what's the root of that problem? Why do they feel like they need to have that attitude Mm -hmm. Why do they feel like they're better than everybody else? And usually, I mean, not to get too deep, it's usually a, a self-insecurity, in my opinion, where that's a that's an opportunity to coach. And then if you can't, you've got to, I mean, you've you got to weed out, you know, the cancer. You've got to cut it out. I mean, that's the only thing you can do. Um, luckily, in our situation, I I don't feel like I've had that a whole lot. Um, over the years, and like I said, I I pride our team and our organization a lot on the fact that we have that team culture, and it kind of weeds itself out. Um, You know, if you feel like you're here, and you're not, you know, and like I said, especially as the girls get older, they really start to weed them out themselves. Right. Well,
0: it's interesting, because you said – That's coachable moment. Right. Okay. Now you're not just coaching softball. No, you're coaching life. Absolutely. For these kids. Absolutely. And that, that's, that's very big. That's heroic.
2: Right. To me when coaches step up and do that. Absolutely. I agree with you. Um, great, great point, uh, on that, uh, last year I had, uh, I had two girls that played with me forever. Um, and I had two other girls that had came to us recently. Um, all four of them great kids. All four of them talented ball players. Um, It's funny, I'm talking to another coach after the end of the season, it was like, you didn't have any seniors. I'm like, no, I did have seniors. It's like, oh, none of them are going to play softball. I'm like, well, all of them could have. I'm like, well, you should have encouraged that. And I said, well, I said, here's the thing is, I got two of them that are pre-med at IU. Wow. And I got another one that's pre-law at IU. And then I got another one. Oh, I can't even remember. She's like a ro- – she's a Butler, and I, she's going to be a rocket scientist or an astronaut. Or, <laughs> wow. They're way smarter than me. <laughs> you know, I'm not getting a spelling bee with any of those girls. <laughs> but, you know, you got a coach that's kind of like, well, hey, you didn't uh, – no, I didn't. But, you know, I, I feel like – We've done our job as coaches. I mean, two pre-meds and a pre-law. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I don't have a college degree. Yeah. It's one thing for girls to go on to college, yeah, let alone on that level. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to sit there and go, listen, you really don't want to be a doctor. Do you? <laughs> yeah. Why don't you go over here and play softball? <laughs> you know, and, and there's opportunities <laughs> out there. But at the same point in time, that's the mindset of some coaches
1: and some people uh in this parents atmosphere there's a lot of parents that have bigger d1 dreams than their children do oh yeah absolutely you know what i'm gonna be honest with you man i was guilty of that and and we talked about this before ted my child taught me humility and, and you know I, so, I, yeah, I did stop living through her. But I see a lot of parents nowadays, they live through their children. Absolutely. Um, you know,
2: talking to, uh, um, it's, I see it a lot at the younger ages. And uh, the unfortunate thing is, is a lot of times you'll see uh, if a parent's pushing too hard, they're going to drive that kid straight out mm-hmm. of yep. The, the, yep. the love of the sport. Sure will. Um, had a... Um, I had several situations. Actually, I was just talking to a coach the other day, and I say it a lot, and it's really unfortunate when I talk about a kid, and the way I refer to it is, you know, mom and dad want it a lot more than they do. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes that's not a bad situation as far as, I mean, you want to push your kid. You want to encourage them. You know, um, I've got six kids between my, me and my wife. All six of them are different. Yes. Every one of them is different. And they've all went and, and found success in their own way. But at the same point in time, I want to encourage my kid, listen, if you do something, I want you to do it to your full extent. Yes. At the same point in time, you're not sitting there constantly pushing and pushing mm-hmm. and pushing. Um, our daughter, my daughter, Chelsea, she's a talented ball player. Um Not until, like, two, three years ago did it really register to her where she really got that fire to really want to go out. She was a good ball player. But I had to learn when she was younger, you know, like you said, Conrad, you know, I was that dad, come on, we got to go out and practice. Mm -hmm. we got to go out and practice. And what I found is as you go along, if you stop pushing and you stop mentioning it, if the kid loves that, they're going to say, hey, dad, let's go play catch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, hey, dad, let's go sit on the bucket. I want to pitch. Or, yep. hey, can you toss me some balls I want to mm-hmm. hit? <clears throat> and that's that's a big part of it. But at the same point in time, there's a fine line, line there between a parent pushing and encouraging. And, you know, you want to help them out. We all want something better for our kids Correct. than what we yes. had. Yes, yes. You want to give them that opportunity. But at the same point, you don't want to push and push and push and push and push but you also don't want them. Let them not, you know, go all out for something that they're doing.
0: Correct. Um, yes,
2: it's a good point. But yeah, I mean, it, it, there's a lot of that, um, and it's unfortunate. Like I said, you you see these kids, um, they fall off as as they go along, mm-hmm. and. and Mom and dad can want it as much as they want. If the kid doesn't have the love and they don't have the drive, it's not going to be there. Um, like you were talking about, you know, every every parent, you know, I, I love it. I talk to, you know, uh, parents of younger kids and everything, and, you know, they're like, oh, her dream's to, you know, play at Florida and her dream's to play here. And uh, like you were talking about, Conrad, I kind of got a re- reality check last summer, you know, uh, me and Chelsea we go over to uh, a big camp over in uh, Ohio we actually went to two pretty big camps and she got a lot of interest uh, not a lot of interest she got some interest from some mid majors and stuff like that We're huge Ohio state fans her her dream going you know growing up was to play at Ohio State we went, we went to the stadium you know she's seen, when she was younger, the you know big posters of the girls on the side of the stadium and stuff like that—that that was her dream. Where literally we go up there, and uh, the Ohio State coach that's at uh, the Harden camp over in ohio is like, hey, I'd like to see your schedule for the fall, you know. And I'm like, who, oh, you know, I'm, yeah. And she had gotten some like a couple invites to come on campus on some mid majors and D ones. <clears throat> And so I'm I'm pumped up, man. I'm like, "Ah, oh, here it is. Here's the dream." And we're driving back from Ohio and Chelsea just looks at me and she goes, "Dad, I don't want to play D1." And I'm like, Whew, All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right." I'm like, "You know, and, and I'm yeah. not I'm not delusional. I I I'm not saying, you know, hey, she could have went to Ohio state, she could have." Right. Been, yeah. You know, but it is it's a reality check and and then going through the process uh and a lot of parents you know sophomores juniors are getting to that point um she got a lot of good offers and stuff like that and you know we got her to you know hey go check this out go check that out and uh i mean she's going to taylor she went there she fell in love with you know um probably four other places that wanted her to come visit and she's like that I'm this is where I'm going wow and uh, you know this is it this is where I want to go so and, and it's awesome and like you said mm-hmm. at some point in time you know when they're young you're driving them to the ball game yeah you know you're driving the ball game yeah. and they're in the back seat and you're driving that bus and at some point in time and you don't know it until you know it that you know what? I'm in the back seat now. Yeah. She, I'm not driving the bus. She anymore. took the wheel, right? Yep. And uh, but it's an awesome experience to see them. You know, um, to be honest with you, the the whole college thing when they get to that age, it's stressful mm-hmm. as a parent. It's stressful as a coach. I can only imagine what how much stress it is for the kid. Yeah, on the player. And uh, but you know, when it gets to that point, when you, your kid can look at you and go this is where i'm going this is it you know i'm done i'm done looking i don't want to go anywhere right. else And like hey you know hold on a minute let dad's got to check his wallet make sure we, <laughs> we're talking 53 grand a year kid <laughs> there, there's there's a couple let's look at you know but when she got to that point it's like you know what hey we're yep. all on board let's do it right and, and all for you
0: awesome that's
2: great all right, so you go from, in your travel league, you go from ages what to what? Uh, we are now, uh, we've been 10U uh, um, to 18U. We just formed a or an 8U team. I'm really pumped up about it. We got eight, nine girls that have been practicing for the last three or four months. Um, man, it, it's, there's something about the younger ages, and, and it drives you nuts because you're like, Ooh, attention span. Right. You know, right. it's not there. Goldfish. Right. Yep. But man, as a coach, when you sit there and you see a kid struggling on something and then the next practice, it's like, it's clicking. Yep. It's there, yep. you know, and they're getting better. And it's so much fun working and seeing that eight because U- mm-hmm. they're out there for the love of the game. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. I mean, at that point in time, they love the game. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's all new to them and stuff like that. and. You know, going back to 8U and 10U and and when they f- catch that first pop-up in the outfield, mm-hmm. and it's like everybody cheers, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, it's that feeling. And as you go along, you know, the difference between 8U and 10U and 18U is I'm more of a manager now. I make right. out the yep. lineup, mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm the one that's like, you know, listen, I learn – as they get older if one of them tells you you have they got to go to the restroom you don't ask questions you <laughs> don't want to know go but you know it's it's really awesome uh the diversity that we got you know all the way from the younger ages all the way to the top and uh and that's another thing that we try to do is we try to get the older girls working with the younger girls mm-hmm. because it's monkey see monkey do it is I can sit there until I'm blue in the face. You know, Brittany can sit there until she's blue in the mm-hmm. face. And you have a girl that, you know, they can see do it. I'm like, oh, that's how you do it. That, yep. No, you know, and so it's great experience for the younger girls. And I also think it's a great experience for the older girls. Yes. When my older girls get the opportunity to work with the mm-hmm. younger girls, they always have that, oh, my gosh, are you kidding me again? but every time after practice they enjoy it they have yeah they, they had have a blast and it, you know that you know, i think that a lot
0: of times you know how it is you know these kids have been listening to you for two months oh yeah you bring an older player in it's like, well, it's just wow i'm gonna listen to them right I'm, right
2: I'm pay attention right absolutely and it's, it's a uh it's so much fun i mean uh everybody asks you know hey Pity, what are you doing you know your daughter's about to be done, and what are you doing? Listen, I'm I'm going down, and I'm coaching. I'm going back to where I coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I'm not, you know, a manager. That I'm not, you know, managing uh, personalities and bad days and right. and everything. And you know, uh, now I'm more of a, you know, 18U. I'm more of a, an advisor. I feel like you know, like mm-hmm. these girls, they know what to do. Yep. They they've got the fundamentals and stuff like that. So.
1: Yeah, I, I remember there was a certain point where I would look out, and, that, and that's when I took myself back. I, I would scream something at Savannah, and she would look at me like side eye, and be, "Dude, I already know. You, you've said it to me on the car ride here during warm up, and now you're screaming it. I know, and and, and that's." You can ask this man because I, t- I tell him all the time I- I- I'm taking a step back from coaching because <laughs> there's nothing I can tell these kids that they don't know. But Ted's our go-to guy when we need somebody to step in because our kids never listen to us when we're coaching. Right, 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 man. Yep, pretty much. It's,
0: but like I said we're 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 step parents basically (laughs) we're step parents to a lot of these kids absolutely but there's no better feeling when five ten years down the road one of them kids you had back in the day comes up and gives you a hug oh yeah absolutely that's 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 special
2: absolutely i'm assuming you guys have tryouts in the fall uh we have it uh usually in the july first august is when we have our tryouts um We usually uh, we're probably one of the rarities as far as an organization as big as us. Uh, We try to do them all together. Um, It's uh, herding cats, and uh, it's it becomes a cluster at some point, and uh, it's always stressful. And by the end of it, I'm like, next year we're not doing it this way. And then I forget, and then we have our coaches meeting, getting ready for the next year. Like, ah, we're gonna do it all together again. I'm like. Everybody's like, "Don't you remember last year?" And I'm like, "No, we got to do it together. We got to we got all be there, you know. Right? We got to show, you know. Everybody's got to have matching shirts and you know everything. So, but yeah, um, tryouts uh, end of July, uh, first of August. Uh, anybody that's listening, we're always looking for players. There right, we go. So, always right.
1: looking for talent. Yep. It, I know it's across the nation. We've Ted and I have spoke about it before. Uh, a decline of participation absolutely Uh, is it hitting the travel league like it's hitting the rec league I don't think it's hitting the travel league as much
2: as the rec league Um, my personal opinion and and, um, it's where a lot of people I don't know I might not have the most popular um, people blame a lot what's going on with the rec leagues on travel well we're losing girls to travel we're losing girls to travel um or we're losing boys to travel, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Uh, vice versa. I don't want to just talk about the girls, uh, but also with the boys. I think my personal opinion is you're not losing kids out of the Rec League to travel. You're losing kids out of the Rec League to iPads mm-hmm. and Xboxes yep. and PlayStations and, you know, their phones. Um, I mean, back when we grew up, I mean, we got together. Everybody's like, and I talk to people all the time. I'm like, well, we didn't need travel ball back then, you know. No, we didn't because it was me and, you know, seven, eight, nine of my buddies and mm-hmm. usually a couple of girls, you know, that like sports. You know, if it was football season, we were throwing around the ball, you know, in the side yeah. yard somewhere, uh-huh. playing tackle football, no yep. pads. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't know. I've probably got, you know. <laughs> concussions <laughs> and everything else. I mean, yeah. some of the hardest hits I ever took playing football were in, in the side yard no with pads. no pads on right. Right. I mean, getting topped on our head. You know, back then it was, you know, bell rung, and obviously mm-hmm. we learned a lot since then. But, you know, we went from football to basketball right. to baseball, and that was your travel league. You know, mm-hmm. we yeah. were out there doing it all the time. You were practicing and practicing and practicing. Mm-hmm. How many times do you drive by a ballpark now you know, in the middle of the summer, and mm-hmm. nobody there. Yeah, yeah. there's yeah. nobody there. You know, nope. I, I don't understand it. It is, you know, uh, my youngest son. I mean, I used to have you know three or four buddies stay all night every night. You know, every yeah. weekend yep. I was either somebody's, and it wasn't just one. It was three or four of us right. together. Yep. And he does that a little bit, but I mean, there's times that it's like, hey, you know, I figured you have somebody. No, I didn't do, want to do that because, you know, he wants to use his Xbox and we're just playing yeah. together. Yeah. I'm like,
0: what the, you know, that's the whole thing. Same way. But,
2: and the other thing is, is how many different options do these kids have nowadays? True. Yeah. Then, you know, and you can sit there and look at it and you can go, well, it's travel and, you know, year-round sports and blah, blah, blah. But... You know, I, I know kids that are going to space camp over the summer and they're doing, you know, math bowls and, and, and spelling quizzes right. and, and stuff like that. That stuff wasn't around, when no. we, you know. Mm-hmm. So you have kids, and, and there's so many different – I mean, I think it's awesome you see these high schools now that they got skeet shooting teams and yes. yeah. and they uh-huh. got kid hunts and stuff. So a lot of these kids that were playing, maybe they didn't like this mm-hmm. sport. But they were playing because that's what it was. Right. Everybody it did. There's yep. so many other options out there now.
1: There. When, when I was younger, uh, you know, uh, there there was a couple churches. They would open up their gym. Uh, New Hope Baptist here in Gas City. It was like every Wednesday night they would open up their gym and, and, and there'd be 30, 40 kids in there shooting hoop. Kept me off the streets a couple times. Well, a lot of times. But, you know. <laughs> uh at least once a week, yeah at least once a week and 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 uh you know I, I know I see it down at the park, you know uh kids playing ball down there, but you don't see pick up baseball games or pick up softball games uh, we used to grab as many tennis balls as we could at the high school and play home run derby, right you don't see that as much, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that's what we used to, I, I yeah. mean, we
2: used to go around and cut, you know. I'm again, I'm dating myself here. Mm-hmm. We'd collect uh pop bottles, yeah, to get a you know, a dollar to go up to Ben Franklin and buy a buy you a know, baseball, or, yeah, a yeah, baseball or a tennis ball or a little red bouncy mm-hmm. ball or whatever and go down to the park right. and play. And you'd play until somebody hit it, you know, into somebody. Everybody had that one, you know, old neighbor with the fence. You, yeah. you hit it in there, dude. You're not getting it back. The game's done. <laughs> Go find some more pop bottles because it's not happening. <laughs> you know, you're not getting that ball back. Yeah, well, and, and that's like you said. You know, you went from one sport to sport
0: <laughs> back in the day. You know, it's you know, me and Conrad talked about it for, you know, not just Home Run Derby. you remember the game, <laughs> $5? Absolutely. Absolutely. My kids remember that. Right. Pickle. Right. Or rundown, whatever they call right. it now. That's like, you know, you go to a baseball game now. It took me like five games to realize what roll it meant. Oh, they're, they're getting a double play. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> we always just call it get two. Yeah. You play one, uh, 21 and, and one yeah, minute Exactly. Tiff, you're out. Yeah. You know? 20, 21. Right. Yeah. And, uh, yep.
2: I mean, and, and that's what. Uh, but I mean, back then, you know, I remember. 13, 14 years old, I got a Nintendo. Yeah. But, I mean, growing up to... And, and the other thing about it, too, is our parents had the opportunity to give us more freedom. I mean, I remember yep. eight, nine years old, you know, we would ride our bikes up to the park. Yeah. And uh-huh. they weren't our parents weren't worried about us. I grew up in Fairmount, so it's a small town. Mm-hmm. And listen, you didn't do anything in that town. Yeah. Because if you did something wrong, your parents knew... Before yeah. you got home. Yeah. Everybody I mean, knows everybody. Uh I grew up with a a, a lot of uh, a lot of moms that had smacked my butt mm-hmm. for doing something wrong with my buddies, and then when I got home, I got it again. Right. So and everybody watched out for everybody, and uh-huh. everybody in Fairmount knew who you were. Right. You didn't have to worry about a lot of the things that's out there in the world exactly. nowadays. Exactly. I mean there's there's freedoms that I had at eight, nine years old that my son at 13, you know, mm-hmm. I'm nervous, you know, yeah. Hey, you want to go to the park? That's fine. Take your phone. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. mate, who are you going mm-hmm. with and who's going to be with you and, and
1: share your location. Exactly. I need yep. to see your yep. location yep. at all times
2: because I mean, I, it's, it's a scary world out there. It is. You know what I mean? It and is. It's, it's something that you used to think, well, that's just the big city and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But you got. Stuff that's happening in these small communities now. And unfortunately you got a lot of, you know, drugs and, and other things mm-hmm. going on and and you're you're worried about what your kids are getting into. Yeah. Very we do not worry about that. No. Nope. no. That's yeah, we always we could leave the windows open, the doors
0: unlocked exactly. all night. But yeah, no, not not now. Absolutely. So I got another interesting question though. Okay. Where how far away is your furthest player come? to fair them out for your practices to play on this team?
2: I'm not sure. Okay, so we got – I got one girl that comes from Frankfurt, um, and then I got uh, four girls that come from Logan Sports, so they're probably pretty close to mm -hmm. about the same Same distance. So I think Frankfurt's the the farthest – I've had girls in the past that were coming from like clear up at Fulton and, you know, I wow. had an ha- hour and a half drive and stuff. Um,
1: <laughs> and
2: yeah, it's <laughs> so it, it's, it's definitely, um, mm-hmm. I mean, as you get older, uh, obviously it's easier when the girls can drive. Right. Um, but it's, it's, and a lot of my parents, I'm sure, are thankful that their kids can drive they've been here a couple of years and they made that trip to Fairmount yep, back yep. and Fairmount mountain back mm-hmm. and, uh, everything. So, um, but yeah, as they get older and stuff like that, you start getting girls, um, that are coming from farther distances. We got some girls from over at, uh, actually one of my assistant coaches, uh, Curtis Bynum, him and his daughter, they drive over from like South Muncie or whatever, right. Cal area. Yep. Um, so we got some girls, but for the most part, the majority of our girls, I mean, we had a really good base, good core group out of Fairmount for a lot of years. Right. Yeah. And, uh, but for the most part, I mean, they're right there within an hour, except for the, like I said, the Logan sport girls and the, mm-hmm. uh, the Frankfurt girl guy okay.
1: that comes over with mental health, uh, starting to get to the forefront of society, especially with the younger, uh, youth today. um, has that changed the way your coaches coach the game? How they talk to the players? How they how they run practices? How they how they run games? I think you have to uh, you have to be aware of it. Uh, um, you
2: have to. Um, I joke about it a lot, but it, it's really a lot more true than um, than I joke about. But you, as a coach nowadays, I feel like you have to be part. Uh, Part coach and your your part psychiatrist Mm because you got to recognize. I mean, every kid's different. There's I got girls on our team that um, I don't want to say that you can't yell at them, Mm -hmm. but you got to lift them up because they're hard on themselves. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the things that you see more and more nowadays at the younger ages is that you see them a lot harder on themselves when they're younger. Um, And being around the younger teams, the 10U, 12U, and seeing that, I think it's more, a little bit more normal with older girls Mm -hmm. um, because they expect to do good. So when they get in that slump, stuff like that, it's scary to me um, seeing it in some of the, the 10U girls and, and, uh, you know, the 12-year girls where they're putting that much pressure on themselves. And I think a lot of it is coming from outside, not necessarily parents, but it. there's so much pressure and so much talk about, you know, where you need to be and what you need to do and this and this. And I think a lot of parents don't realize what they're doing when they're doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a really sad situation last uh, last year. Um, and it was a younger girl. Uh, after a game, they had lost the game, and, and I was there just kind of observing and, and watching and cheering them on. And the girl was crying. I'm like, what's what's wrong? Uh, you know, what's wrong with you? And she's like, our team's got to start winning. i got to get a college scholarship or I'm never going to be able to play. And, and I'm like, wow. and I'm not going to say the age of the girl, but um, it's young. Oh, man. <laughs> and I'm like, why? Why uh-huh. is it? This kid should be out there playing and having fun and right. why why is this kid college even in her mind right now Gee, you know he is. and it's it's like i said that's outside stuff that's you know listen and you see the things and they're shared on facebook you know there's not a college coach out there that cares or gives yeah. two shits about what your record was at 12u exactly you know uh, those girls are still developing and stuff like that Uh-oh. but The pressure, and it's not just sports. You see it with grades, Mm -hmm. and you see it in everything else, and and you see it in other aspects. I mean, again, push, 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 push. You want to encourage, and you want to help them, and you want to push them a little bit. Mm -hmm. But watch exactly what you're putting. And I'm sure this kid's parents didn't, think about you know what i mean they're just talking and i yep. talked to my daughter you know mm-hmm. it, you know we'd sit down and watch a game and you know she would watch you know alabama oh that'd be uh-huh. so cool playing yeah. the college world series yeah that's great mm-hmm. but when it gets to the point where it's like uh you know i i gotta win um a, a 12 you ten you game right because i'm not going to get a college college scholarship sure. if i don't it, it's you know that's That's not good. It's not good. And and like you talk about in the mental health thing, it's these kids put so much pressure on themselves. Um, I used to be a yeller and screamer. Coming Mm -hmm. from the boys' side, I did way, way, way more. (laughs) I mean, listen, you got to get their attention, you know? Uh And, uh, you got to be loud, and you got to scream, and yep. you know, and with boys. And when I came over to girls, I learned real quick. I'm like, they'll shut down. I mean, yeah, yep. You know, and you don't have to do that, in my opinion. Every kid's different. I mean, I've said some stuff. I own it. I've said some stuff to my own kid that I regretted saying mm-hmm. after I said mm-hmm. it, and out of frustration. Um, and at the same point in time. Did it do damage? Did it not do damage? I mean, you can go back afterwards and you can, you know, give her a hug or him a hug. Only time will tell. Right. But at the same point, the words never go away. Yeah. yeah, Um, yeah. And I've learned over the years. um, Actually, the the funny thing is, is I coach in Pony League and I was coaching with a guy that didn't do a whole lot of coaching. Right, And I was that yelling and screaming, blah, 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 and just yell, 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 stuff like that. And this guy's coaching with me, great dude. And uh, he really didn't say much. He didn't say a whole lot. Well, we get to a game, actually we're over here uh, in Gas City, when we're playing um, uh, Miss Cinewell team, and uh, we huddle up and stuff like that. The guy hadn't said anything in like eight, nine games. And I'm yelling every game, every inning, every year. And this guy comes out, and I mean, just absolutely unleashes. And I see every one of them kids go, <laughs> and I'm like, all I'm doing is making noise. They listen to him because he's not saying it all the yeah, time. Yep. You know, and when you're sitting there and you're, bop, 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 and you're constantly nipping, 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 uh-huh. nipping. So, and don't get me wrong. Listen, there's stories about me from umpires and coaches and directors, and me losing my cool and absolutely exploding on the field and stuff like that. And I've tried to get away from that as much as I could, especially with the team, because I save it for when I really need it. Yeah, yeah. and because that's when it's really gonna, you know. And uh, it, the funny thing is, is all my girls they call me Philly. Um, my real name's Philip Dean Parker. I go by initials and they call me Philly, you know, because they drive me nuts is really what it comes <laughs> down to. But, you know, and it's funny because nowadays, like when I'll unleash like that, you know, one of the girls, um, uh, will be like, all right, girls, let's go. We don't want to listen to Philly mm-hmm. bitch at us anymore. You know, like, come on, let's start playing ball, yep, you know, yep. but you know, it, when I was younger and stuff like that and constantly yelling and screaming and yelling and screaming, and I, I see these younger coaches now, and I'm like, man, I'm like, you saved that. Yeah. Because it's just noise. They don't hear it. Mm-hmm. They're tuning you out, and, and they're not listening to what you're saying.
1: Yep. Yeah. That's true. Well, I'll tell you what, man. Uh, this has been fun. Ted, you got anything else? Yeah. Okay.
0: I do, real quick. Oh, sweet. You you guys run an apparel business as well, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Tell us a little bit about that.
2: Uh yeah. We run uh actually uh me and my wife. Um my wife runs it full time. Uh I do have a full time job. Um, but she runs it full time. It's Beast uh Beast Custom Athletic, uh dot com. Um we do all kinds of obviously we do all the beast apparel uniforms everything as far as that goes we do a lot of school apparel uh, we're starting to get into the uh, political um you know the the campaign shirts and stuff mm-hmm. like that hopefully honestly we've done everything from i mean we can do anything uh we do sublimation printing yep i just got my, some yep I, yeah I actually yeah got i some. love it the the love sublimated it. hoodies i'm telling
1: you guys oh my gosh sweet they're oh, sweet. my. They're ridiculous. Yes. I was blown away. Great job. Thank now you. And you can do that for, like, any school around, right? Yes,
2: we can. Okay. Uh, yeah. And um, we uh, we can do that for anything. And we've done a lot of, uh, I mean, Madison Grant, Missinowal, um Eastbrook, Marion, Alexandria. Elwood. I mean, we've done a lot for everybody. Uh, we don't care. Uh, the only color we care about is green. So,
1: <laughs> hey, me
2: too. Yeah. man. listen, I, I will be the biggest Indian fan you've ever seen. You know, just come buy some shirts off of me. You know, well, well give us that website again. It is uh, That's okay. beastprints.com That's B E A S T P R I N T S. dot com. Everybody needs to go check that out. Yep. Get you some
0: new school spirit stuff. Please do. Let's wear yes. it around. That way, we can promote promote our guests as well yeah if they do if they have a business or something we're gonna we'll give them a plug and you know try to help them out they're helping us out by helping us get started on this so it's been fun yeah we about hit our hour time limit right ted we're close This was. We could probably keep going for two or three uh, more hours. uh, I
2: I could fill five podcasts. (laughs) If you keep giving me beer and I'll do five podcasts. We we might have to do a part two of this episode. Hey, guys, anytime you guys need me, uh, and uh, this has been fun. I appreciate it. Um, Thank you. I was sitting here and I I was driving over here today, and uh, the one thing that, because I I think this is uh, exciting and I like what you're doing, and this Mm -hmm. is going to be awesome to see it grow. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the one thing is is I want one promise from you guys, and that's – I want to be on the 100th episode. All right. There you go. I want to be on the 100th episode. (laughs) I'll come back again. Fantastic. Whenever you guys need me or whatever, but I want the
1: 100th. That makes it easier on on us scheduling. (laughs) Yeah. So we know that from here on out, we got 98, but that's right. Yeah. Right. Our
0: 100th is right there. There you go. Thank you. Maybe by that time we'll have a studio. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We'll be making (laughs) Pat McAfee or Joe Rogan money hopefully
2: <laughs> don't hopefully. uh don't get it too classy <laughs> you probably won't let me in yeah. just remember remember me when it gets uh you we, guys get big
0: yeah we sure will but but that's just like i said you know anybody out there that watches this yeah if you have ideas for us shoot them at us yeah you know conrad will give you the website
1: yep so, it, it's Garage Talk 22 at gmail.com so check that
0: out you guys yep. watch this podcast give us some likes give us yeah. some support Yep, and it's not just going to be sports that we'll talk about. You know, we can talk about business. You know, small business owners. We'll surprise some of them we on. didn't
1: even get on the Will Smith, but let, 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 that's hey. another day. Hey, I don't don't true. Will Smith me, Ted. <laughs> you just about Will Smith me. No, 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 no. but uh, no. Uh, we, thank you, guys. Yep. Please Thanks keep listening. We'll we'll see you on the next episode.
2: Yep. We'll do. Thanks.